Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And welcome to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Thursday. Didn't realize it was Thursday until one of the commenters in the DLive comment section said it. That's good news. This week, for me at least, started very slow. And over the past 48 hours, has been moving very quickly. So uh, that's good news. Happy Thursday. One day away from Friday, which means two days away from the weekend. Uh, need a little advice. I need a haircut. Whenever I try and do my hair coming into the show, and it gets harder and harder, I have to put up more and more gel. I realize I have to, I have to get my haircut. So in the comment section, what kind of haircut should I get? Should I keep it long? Should I go short? Should I get the Eric Coomer? Just go skinhead? Let me know. Let me know in the comment section what kind of haircut you should get and I should get. And if you're listening to the audio version, sorry, this isn't the question for you. <laughs> My hair is very long. I need a haircut. <laughs> so I promise audio version, we will have a question for you soon. But today's topic, and Joe isn't here. Joe had to step out. He might be coming back on. Um, but very, very big topic today. So make sure you hit that share button. Comment. Give us a thumbs up on Facebook. Share everywhere you, you find it, right? You don't need just a Facebook share button. You can copy the link and share it to your social channels. It's very, very easy to do. And if you sign up for our text alert system by texting the word freedom to 89517, you'll get those links sent right to your phone. I mean, it's so easy. You sign up for the text alert system and 15 to 20 minutes before we go to air, we send out a text. Now the text list is so big, it takes a while for all those text numbers to go out. That's why we have to send it 15 minutes to 20 minutes early, but you'll get all the links. So if you wanna share it and you don't use Facebook, you can go to that text message, copy the link and share it to any social profile you have. Very, very important. Also, there's some debate among people of, of whether what, what lemons are, whether lemons are worthwhile. So if you've been saving up those lemons that we've been giving away, I want to see how how big we can pump up the lemon uh, count today, and we will give them back as fast as we get them. Let let let's don't be stingy with your one point two cent lemons. <laughs> if you have a couple lemons in your account, let, let's see us bump that up. That's also a way that we can reach the front page of D Live lemon donations because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Those days where we're not on the front page of D Live and we have like hundreds of viewers, and the front page has like nine. So the lemons, the lemons are how part of the way that we get there. Okay, so today's topic, very, very simple. If we go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer, there is probably the most egregious, ridiculous fact check I have ever seen. And it comes from a man named David Daniel Funk. I mean, maybe it's Funk. We're gonna call it Funk, because I think it's, it's, it's funner, more fun to say that. Daniel Funk, he fact checked, the Arizona canvas, not the Arizona audit, the Arizona canvas. We reported on the canvas a week or so ago, two weeks ago. And that's where these, these private activists went door to door canvassing Maricopa County, asking people, did they vote? And then comparing that to the official record. And what they found was a stunning number of people who said they voted, but the ballots were never received. And people who said they didn't vote, but ballots had been counted on their behalf. So the way that this canvas worked, it worked very similar to any kind of political polling. They weren't able to ask everyone. They weren't able to get responses from everyone. And it's just not feasible to knock on every single door. I mean, the, the budget you need for that would be huge. So they took a random sample. They took a random sample of the county. I mean, one area, I actually think they ended up knocking on every door. But they took a random sample of the county took the findings and then extrapolated it to look at the entire and to presume what the entire county would look like. Now, this is how political polling works. Political polling, when they say, oh, 52% of Americans don't have confidence in Joe Biden anymore, they didn't actually call every American. They called a thousand. If that, sometimes there's even fewer. They call a thousand and then they say, oh, well, of those thousand, we got responses from 800. And of those 800, like 400 and 
50 said that they didn't support Biden anymore. Oh, so we're going to take that, massage the numbers a bit, and come out with this total say, oh, 52% of Americans don't believe in Biden anymore. That's how political polling works. And there's always a little grain of salt. When you read the political polls, you look at the methodology. And I know people's eyes are rolling back. Their eyes are glazing over. Methodology is important. Methodology is how the poll was conducted. So we've talked about this in the last couple of days. You have likely voters. You have registered voters. You have all adults. You get different results based on who you ask. But the methodology will determine the, the confidence interval. So if, if you see a poll that says we have a 95% deg uh, percent, uh, degree of confidence, that's a good poll. Now, if you run the stats and that, and that confidence interval comes out lower, and you go, oh, maybe we need to work on this a little bit more. But typically, you don't see a poll come out with less than 95% confidence. And, the, and it, it's, I, I'm, this isn't a statistics class. I'm not going to bore you in how all of it works. But when you look across multiple mediums, across different disciplines, this same principle is accepted, widely accepted, as this is how you poll people and how you extrapolate to try and talk about larger populations. Because it just isn't, isn't feasible to call everyone. Well, the USA Today fact checker, Daniel Funk, he disagrees. And, I, and I'm going to read to you and explain just why he disagrees. Oh, we got 43 lemons in. Okay, here is 22 lemons back. Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> Give them back as many as I can. So let's go back to my screen. This is the fact check. The fact check title, and this is how you know it's bogus. The fact check title is no evidence lost votes or ghost votes affected Arizona's, oh, get out of here, ad, Arizona's election outcome. Now, before we get into this, I'm going to move my screen down a little bit, and I'm going to show you what the actual slug is. The slug is the URL, what the URL what the original article title was, because this thing that they put here, no evidence, they changed that. That wasn't the original URL, most likely. Their original URL was fact check Arizona voter fraud not proven in viral canvassing report. So that was likely the original title. Very, very seldom do people change the slug. Usually the slug is just whatever you title the article. At some point though, they said, ah, that's not hard hitting enough. Instead, we're gonna say no evidence. This is how you know it's bullshit. And that's not, we don't have to censor that. That's a political term. It's a political term, bullshit. This is how you know it's BS. They're talking about an 11-page canvas report that is itself evidence. You can say you disagree with the evidence. You can say that you think the evidence is misguided. You can disagree with the statistical findings. You can disagree with the methodology. But to have a title that just flat out says no evidence as you're reporting and fact checking an 11 page audit that was conducted over months with, I believe, hundreds of volunteers. To just say no evidence, it's BS. It's completely BS. And I don't know what video they're running. <laughs> USA Today is running some kind of Cannes Film Festival. So let's read a little bit into this and what they're actually talking about. The claim. Thousands of quote, lost votes and, quote, ghost votes in Arizona indicate the 2020 election was stolen. The votes have been counted, recounted, audited. Federal, state, local election officials have confirmed the result. Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. Well, it's strange because the canvas actually doesn't say Joe Biden didn't win the presidential election. They just say that, hey, if we have thousands or tens of thousands of voters who say they didn't vote and yet the system says that they did or vice versa thousands or tens of thousands of voters who say that they voted and the system says that they didn't that's in, that's important we should look at that we should check that out because when you have a president asterisk who wins the state by what i think it was was 11,000 someone can say in the comment section the exact the exact number for uh <clears throat> for Arizona and you have more of these ghost votes or lost votes than the margin of victory, you, you want to talk about it, right? You want to talk about it. If there's more people who say, hey, I didn't vote. Why was the vote counted on my behalf? than the margin of victory, that does call into question whether that truly was a victory. I mean, what are we doing here? They went door to door 
And they found a statistically significant number of people who said, wait, I voted? No, I didn't. I didn't vote. And they're just brushing it off. It's no evidence. The canvassers found a statistically significant number of voters who said, I voted. What do you mean I'm not in the record as having voted? That is important. We should talk about that. I mean, this is the first time we've ever done mass mail-in voting. Sorry, now take a sip. The first time we've ever done mass mail-in voting in Arizona and to this scale. I mean, Colorado does it. California does it. But we've never before done mass mail-in voting to this scale. So it's important to look, even if you di- even if you put aside all of the things about voter fraud we've talked about, all of the, the, the ballot stuffing, all the, the stuff we've covered that's obviously deserving of investigations and prosecutions. If you're just looking at, was it a good idea to vote by mail for everyone? This, this canvas shows no. This current system is not good enough. At the very least, is not good enough. You cannot have that many people saying, well, I voted, but why am I not counted? And I didn't vote. Why did I vote? Why is it counting me as voting? You can't, you can't just ignore that, right? And that's why I have such a big problem with this fact check. So then they say, but online, some conspiracy theorists are still claiming voter fraud helped put Biden in the White House. So people have been convicted of voter fraud. They have. They have absolutely been convicted of voter fraud already. Very big case in in San Antonio is just one of them. They have found voter fraud. They have found people who voted for Biden and did it illegally. The statement voter fraud helped put Joe Biden in the White House is factually accurate. That is an accurate statement. We know there is at least one fraudulent vote out there. Now you could say, oh, the conspiracy theorists think that Joe Biden only won the White House because of voter fraud. And yet that that probably wouldn't be an accurate statement because, I mean, like it or not, there are plenty of Democrats who voted for him and they really do exist, right? You can't say he only won, but you can say it played a contributing factor. That's an absolutely accurate statement. There were fraudulent ballots cast for Joe Biden, period, full stop. It's true. But this fact checker says anyone who says that is a conspiracy theorist. And this is what they take issue with. This article from the Gateway Pundit, breaking huge results of canvassing in Arizona release. Election steal is now confirmed. Now, I agree that headline is a little hyperbolic. It is. Gateway Pundit has some hyperbolic headlines. I mean, our headline today for the live stream right now is the most ridiculous voter fraud fact check ever. That might be a little hyperbolic, but I'm going to show you why I think that's accurate. So if they're just going off the headline, that is, it's fair. Say, hey, that's, a, that's, a, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. But then they say the article accumulated nearly 7,000 shares on Facebook within two days. So it shows you what they're going after. They hit us. We get hit by these fact checkers whenever things that we put out go super viral and then Facebook comes on and and throttles our reach so that we don't get fact checked anymore, right? But that's what they do. They wait for people to go viral and then they do everything in their power to stop them from going viral again and to to hit their account, to hit their ability to monetize and hit their ability to reach people. They're, They're literally trying to put people out of business, put companies out of business. I mean, we're growing. We have we have huge plans to expand, bring on additional shows, and we're going to have um, a gentleman on in the second hour today who is going to be coming on with another show for us. We're going to have him on in the second hour. <clears throat> and he's been on the show in the past, but talking about the California recall and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> so make sure you stay in tune for that. But we have plans to grow, 100%, as Joe would say. If the fact checkers had their way, we'd be in the dirt. They make it so that we we couldn't reach anyone. I mean, right now on Facebook, we have, what, 75,000 followers? And Facebook's only letting 90 people watch us live. Think about that. 90 people. And I get it. Most of the people have migrated away from Facebook. And I'm happy about that. Right? Last person to leave Facebook, please make sure you turn off the lights. But for Facebook, for us to have that many followers and a Facebook to only let 90 people watch us, it's just, it's, it's rigged. It's rigged. So if we go back to my screen, we're going to be very screen centric today since Joe is out. 
They say the Gateway Pundit article is based on an 11-page canvasser report from Liz Harris, an Arizona real estate broker and Republican who unsuccessfully ran for office in 2020. So that's how you know. I mean, listen to the language. Oh, she unsuccessfully ran for office. I mean, they're just trying to discredit her. Among its claims, there were more than 173,000 lost votes and 96,000 ghost votes in Maricopa County, home of Phoenix. Now, I've explained how they reached that number. They reached that number by surveying a sample and then using those statistically significant responses and extrapolating to come up with a number for the entire county. It says two primary categories of ineligible ballots and election mishandling encompassing hundreds of thousands of votes render the 2020 general election in Maricopa County uncertifiable. Then you have Daniel Funk chiming in with his little dig. They don't. Listen, listen, <clears throat> if, <laughs> if it is true, I want to make sure I get the numbers right. I don't want to get fact checked myself. If it is true that 173,000 people voted, but their ballots were never counted and 96,000 people didn't vote, but someone else voted on their behalf. If that is true, then yes, the Arizona results are not certifiable. Those are fraudulent votes. Those are people throwing out ballots to just come in here, USA Today, and say they don't. Period. Full stop. End of story. It's just not real. They said Arizona and Congress have both certified Biden's win. Now, th this is what pisses me off. In Congress, when we were presenting the alternative way for Congress not to certify, idiot fact checkers like Daniel Funk, I don't know if he actually hit us, hit us with fact checks. So, oh no, you can't, you can't decertify. You can't uncertify. So here he is saying that Joe Biden won because Congress certified the win. But at the same time, back then, January 6th, these same kind of fact checkers were saying it is not possible to decertify or to block the certification. Or if you do so, you're some kind of radical. I mean, th there are people, there are congressmen who lost corporate donors. Oh no, corporate donors. Listen, it matters when you're running in races, your corporate donors. These congressmen need that money now that they've gotten placements. I just, I just think it's very interesting that he is presenting this. He's presenting this as, oh, well, Congress did it. Congress certified it. You can't present it as evidence if there's only one possible outcome, right? If it's not possible for Congress, according to them, not possible, not reasonable for Congress to refuse to certify, because that's what they said, anyone who pushed that was a radical, then whether Congress certified or not means crowd, means jack shit. I don't care, right? <laughs> it's not a legitimate thing to present. Then they say local election officials, media outlets, and independent fact-checking organizations and legitimate election experts have refuted Harris's report. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud affecting the election outcome in Arizona. And there they have Kenneth Fernandez, a political science professor at the College of Southern Nevada. He said in an email, it reminds me of Mark Twain's quote regarding lies, damn lies, and statistics. So this is, this is how the fact checkers operate. The fact checkers operate by going to one, they, they cast a wide net. They reach out to all different political science professors, and they only include the quotes from the ones that agree with them, which is why you now have a quote from a, polit a political science professor, not even the head of the department, just a professor at the College of Southern Nevada. Nothing, no dig on that school, Right, but it's no Harvard, it's no Yale. <laughs> they cast a wide net. And then whatever best comments they get, that's what they publish. They say they reached out to Gateway Pundit and Harris for comment. Yeah, sure you did. So I want to get into why this is this is bogus. Why this is bogus. And again, hit that share button. I want to see if we can bust through these algorithms. Hit, hit the share button, comment, give us a thumbs up. Comment, comment, comment. And again, lemons. <laughs> the, this is their claim. The report doesn't prove lost votes claim. You're right. It doesn't technically prove it. Just like a political poll doesn't actually prove someone's going to win. If that's true, Hillary Clinton would have been the 45th president of the United States. Right? You see how they nitpick this? 
the actual canvas doesn't say it proves beyond a doubt. It says this is our findings. Probably shouldn't have certified the election given these findings. Doesn't prove fraud. It it recommends further evaluation, critical thought, analysis. This is Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, a partisan, a as partisan of a Democrat as it gets. She says, the allegations presented in the so-called report are baseless and were quickly disproven by local media. Yeah, Democrats love to do this. In fact, remember that one in Georgia where they said a video was debunked before it had even been released to the public? Yeah, that's what they like to do. They like to debunk things before they actually get released. Oh, it's already been debunked. Has it? I don't know. Volunteers working with Harris found that of that group, oh, sorry, let, let, let's, let's, let me actually go back. I skipped a paragraph. The canvassing report is based on data from 4,500 registered voters in Maricopa County. The claim of lost votes stems from 964 interviews with people whom the county indicated did not cast a ballot in the election. Volunteers working with Harris found that of that group, about 34% said they had actually voted. That is statistically significant. If you take a random sampling of 4,570 registered voters in Maricopa County, and of those 964, the records say they didn't vote. And of those, 34% said, no way, actually, I did vote. That is statistically significant. Absolutely. Or as Joe would say, 100%. 100%. So let's keep going. Oh, we got 100%, 100% graphic. I like it. Overall, there were 505,709 people in the county registered to vote who did not have a vote recorded in the election. Extrapolating these results to the entire county, which can be done at a scientifically correlated confidence level of 95%, it is estimated that 173,104 voters had their votes stolen. Now, I, again, stolen might be if you were looking at true fact check might be a little bit a little bit presumptive because ballots can be lost i mean there's a reason you don't send cash in the mail sorry sorry it just said the firewall at the studio kicked me out so hopefully that doesn't happen again. We all know you don't send cash in the mail for a very good reason, because the cash just disappears. People take it or they lose it. I had a package get delivered by U.S. Postal Service that just was retaped. It was opened and retaped. I've had I've had letters come to me completely opened. Like like not like oh accidentally the seal lifted. No, someone actually opened them with a letter opener and then just kept mailing it without even taping it shut. So there's a reason you don't send cash in the mail. And there's for the same reasons, you shouldn't be putting your votes in the mail. So yeah, vote stolen. If you're going after that one word, yeah, because some of them probably were lost, right? Some of them probably were lost. Maybe we've all, we always seen stories of uh, mail trucks getting into accidents, crashes, catching on fire. Maybe they were destroyed. Who knows, right? There were ones that were stolen. You can't lose that many pieces of mail. The experts told USA Today there were a couple things wrong with that conclusion. Since there was a full part, a full canvas in one part of Maricopa County and partial canvases in, with different sampling rates in other areas, not every registered voter was, likely, was equally likely to be surveyed. Okay, so they're, they're taking issue with the fact that in one area, they actually hit every house and in other areas, they didn't. So they're taking issue with that. But regardless, if you separate them, you can still have statistically significant findings. They're just saying, oh, you're trying to put apples and pears, not even oranges, something a little bit similar to apples. You're trying to do apples and pears, apples and oranges. No, it's still a fair analysis, right? Just because one area was small enough for them to hit every house doesn't change the fact that it's still a statistic statistically significant finding. 
Then they say, unless the sample was appropriately random and non-response was low and, and taken into account appropriately, there's no basis for extrapolation from the sample to the county as a whole. A partial canvas is not a random sample. So they said they took a random sampling. <laughs> so they're just here like, oh, we don't believe it. We don't believe that they did what they said they did. So therefore it's wrong. I want to I want to find the last part because I, I do want to actually this is completely bogus, right? We know that this fact check is bogus. I want to do a real quick control F because there's one part I really want to hit um, where he just claims that things are lies. Uh, lies, lies, lies. Uh, here we go. This is from Brian Schaffner, a professor of civic studies at Tufts University. This is what he said in an email. The bottom line is that what Mrs. Ha Ms. Harris has found in Arizona is simply another example of turnout over-reporting that we see in pretty much every single elect election survey. This is not evidence of lost votes, but rather just an ex another example of how people tell little white lies to make themselves look better when answering surveys. So this fact check actually claims that the reason it's false is because everyone on that survey lied. I mean, just think about this. They went door to door, random sampling, took people, like asked them the questions, presented their findings saying, this is what we found. If you extrapolate to the whole community, this is how many ballots we think were lost or stolen or, or ghost votes, right? And USA Today comes back and says, well, I think this is just a bunch of people telling little white lies to make themselves look better when the pollster knocks on their door. You don't see them saying that when Joe Biden has a outlier high approval rating poll. You don't. You don't see that when, <laughs> I mean, they don't say this when they're talking about other polls. They're, they're just pulling this out of their ass. They're pulling it out of their ass. So th this is a completely false. And maybe we'll get back to this later. But I do want to have a chance to go into Daniel Funk. Because he is a fact checker. That's what he does. And let's be completely honest. Fact checks, there aren't any real fact checks today. Fact checks are just political opinion with a, with a few more citations than normal, right? And the fact check is, is political opinion because they choose what they fact check, right? The, the fact that Biden isn't being fact checked every day. Remember the Washington Post tracked Donald Trump's lies? Remember that? They, they took that presidential lie tracker offline because they didn't think that Joe Biden was going to lie as much. Uh, he lies every day. Now, I'm not just saying when he lies in bed for a nap. <laughs> but the fact checkers, they play games with it. They play games by choosing what they fact check. So this is Daniel Funk. Daniel Funk used to work at PolitiFact. If we have time, we'll go through some of his PolitiFact ones as well. Now he's over at USA Today. So obviously this is a, he's a careerist. He says he's a fact check reporter covering online misinformation. <clears throat> online misinformation. Let's look at some of these other things. What we know about COVID-19's impact in Afghanistan. I presume this has to do with people laughing about how no one's wearing masks. So in this, he basically says, oh no, oh no, COVID. Yeah, this is the social media post. Can, can someone tell me how the Taliban survived the last 18 months with no vaccine, social distancing, PCR test masks, or shutting down of businesses? And they were able to capture the country with no mass deaths among their population. So this fact check is going to be, well, actually, They've had some COVID-19 in Afghanistan. <laughs> Look, that's, that's what they're saying. The Taliban called for distancing, masking. Of course the Taliban called for masking. They want half the population to mask permanently. <laughs> uh, there we go. Marvin Weinbaum, director of Afghanistan and Pakistan studies at the Middle East Institute. <clears throat> Not the first time I've heard it, that somehow the Taliban were spared, as if they had some kind of magic potion that kept them healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mass pandemic in the Taliban lines. Yeah, Taliban just, just falling over and dying. Oh, look at this. In 2020, the Taliban started holding workshops aimed at teaching Afghans how to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Yeah, the way you do that is you burka up. It's not called masking up. It's called burkaing up. And they don't shut down the schools. They just stop the women from going to schools. And they don't cancel baseball or, or, or whatever, I forget the sport where they play basically rugby with dead sheep. Um, they, don't, they don't shut that down. 
No, they just stop women from playing or women from even going to watch. Right? They cut down school capacity, um, sporting event capacity by 50% simply by getting rid of the women. <laughs> and they're over here saying, oh, no, they started holding workshops. <laughs> and, they, and they quarantined those suspected of having the vials. Okay, yeah, sure. Sure. More recently, photos of the Taliban in Kabul show some fighters wearing face coverings. Let, let's, let's see this. Let's do this. I bet you they're, they're wearing a, a shamag. They're not wearing any freaking face coverings. He's not wearing a face covering. I don't see one there. No face covering. She's wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask, but probably burka reasons. Um, so you got two masks. No mask. One mask. Oh, wow. No mask. Not a mask in sight. <laughs> not a mask in sight. No mask. I don't see any masks peeking over their ears. No mask. I mean, this is why you actually have to go into the links. They just, I just clicked this link saying, oh, yeah, they've been seen wearing masks. No mask. Uh, that's a, that looks like it's more of a shamag. Um, oh, we got one mask. <laughs> one mask in the whole unit. Oh, wow, they're safe. <laughs> oh, we got another one. We got another one mask. I mean, it's a joke. These guys. They don't expect you to click on the link. <laughs> Recent, more recently, photos of the Taliban in Kabul show some fighters wearing face coverings. We just counted four. That's their idea of fact check proof. And then Weinbaum says, Kabul streets are always crowded. That's not unusual. There's very little use of masks. That, actually, that's more of accurate. Oh, they say PCR tests are available in Afghanistan. You see, it's just a load of crap. Because... The, the, the basic premise isn't wrong. The Taliban have not treated COVID-19 the way Anthony Fauci did. They didn't take off their civil war to make sure everyone had good social distancing. This is the big one from Daniel Funk, though. We covered this on the podcast before. Fact check. Daniel Funk claimed that Biden honored the service members killed in Kabul. And, oh, sorry, this is a different, this is a different headline. This is where we have to go back to that slug, remember? Here's the slug. Fact check, Biden checked watch after ceremony at Dover Air Force Base. That was the original headline. They changed the headline to Biden honored service members killed in Kabul, checked watch during ceremony. If you remember, we covered this on the podcast. This is Daniel Funk, their lead fact checker. He said that, no, Joe Biden respected the servicemen because he only checked his watch after. But it turns out he checked his watch throughout. And they had to issue this clarification. Clarification. But they didn't take it down. The rest of it's still the same. They said, oh, no, he technically did honor them. He might have checked his watch, but he still honored them. And the fact check that was applied to all those different social media channels still applied. Oh, they say it wasn't someone being killed. It was just a, a worker just dangling from a helicopter. That's interesting. Uh, FDA's Pfizer approval, uh, FDA approval. Oh, here we go. Another big one. I mean, Daniel Funk has been responsible for all of the most debunked Fact checks on USA Today. These are two claims. Biden didn't gift weapons to the Taliban, and he hasn't proposed banning pistols. Both of those statements are false. No, he didn't actually tie them up in a bow. That's true. But he left it behind, knowing full well that the Taliban would get it. This is not a fact check. This is semantics. They're arguing semantics. right? They, they use colorful language all the time to go after Trump, to go after conservatives. The minute you use a word like, oh, he they wrapped it up, they gave to him on a silver platter, right? It's a saying. It's an idiom. U USA Today say, actually, we, we, we called people on the ground and there were no silver platters. So therefore, that statement is pants on fire false. I mean, that's how they operate. That's how these people operate. We absolutely did gift the Taliban weapons and Joe Biden absolutely has called for banning Pistols, the key quote from Joe Biden, they include it, but then they just, then they just, uh, then they just get this, ignore it. In his, this is a town hall. We covered this at the time. Biden said that he wanted to ban, he had a problem with nine millimeter pistols that can hold 10 or more rounds. That's the majority of nine millimeter pistols. Right, sure, you can find a couple of concealable nine millimeter pistols that can hold eight, nine, Right? But the majority of 9mm pistols out there hold more than 10 rounds. 
So you see right here what he says, this article doesn't prove Biden wants to ban all nine millimeter handguns. And the full context of his remarks in Cincinnati showing he wasn't referring to all handguns. I mean, this is the freaking game that they play. Let's make sure this is unloaded. Yeah, unloaded. This is my FNX 45. My FNX 45. Unloaded. Yep. FNX 45. This is a 45 caliber handgun. This holds 15 rounds in the chamber. He wants to ban this handgun. It has a threaded barrel to use a suppressor. This is, by Joe Biden's definition, an assault weapon. He wants to take away my handgun. Right? Whether or not he's also coming for my 1911. If I just move this, I can pull that up. Whether or not he's also coming for my 1911 means very little. I don't care that he's going to let me keep my 1911, but he's going to take away my FNX 45. He's coming for my guns, period, full stop. And someone who probably has never shot a gun because it probably would scare the shit out of him doesn't get to sit here and say, oh, that's factually inaccurate because technically there's a small class of handguns that would be unaffected by the ban. No, when you say you, you don't want 9mm handguns that can hold more than 10 rounds, not only does that signal you want to take away most 9mm handguns, but it also signifies you want to take away most guns because most guns hold more than 10 rounds and most guns have a caliber equal to or higher or larger than 9mm. Right? If you're going to take away a 9mm handgun, how do you possibly let American civilians keep their 308 hunting rifles? Don't you know a 308 hunting rifle can shoot through soft body armor? I mean, when they say they're coming for that big of a class of guns, you have the right to say, well, wait a minute, everything must be on the table then. But according to Daniel Funk, can't say that. According to Daniel Funk, that is pants on fire, false. Do you see how these people operate? It's not, it's not truthful. He identifies something that he wants to try and discredit, something he wants to try and stop from going viral. And then he uses whatever he can to prove the point, whatever he can to prove the point, even if, as we just showed, the links of the supposed evidence, those Taliban fighters wearing masks, not even real. Gonna stop and remind everyone, if you haven't already, go to the Conservative Daily Store. If we put up my screen, store.conservative-daily.com. Or you can go to conservative-daily.com. At the top, you'll see a link for Joe's Depot. Joe wanted it called Joe's Depot, so we did it. But it's the Conservative Daily Store. And our featured product today is the Conservative Daily Podcast t-shirt. It's available in white and in red. I like the red. I like the red. And I'm not just saying that because I designed this logo. I like the red. So check out the link in our description. Help support our channel our organization and show the world and yeah, serve as a little billboard, <laughs> walk around, show you support the podcast and help get the word out for the podcast, other people in your community. Yeah. That link is in the description. So if we go back to funk, we got, we got to keep going through the funk. I got the funk. So it didn't gift the Taliban. Uh, <laughs> no evidence that the Taliban are killing Christians. Hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, Indiana doctor. Wrong about the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccine. Ivermectin, not a proven treatment for COVID-19. I think that that's pretty solid. It's not like rock solid proven, but there's been plenty of studies that suggest both in vitro um, and um, other uses, it, it works, right? Um, but no, Ivermectin, just completely wrong. <laughs> Are migrants bringing COVID-19 to Florida? Here, we, the data doesn't show that. Okay, let me, let me, give me a second to pull this up. <laughs> uh, so the reporting has indicated that there is a huge spike in COVID positive illegal aliens and that they are moving through McAllen, Texas. There was a recent uh, report that uh, there was 7,000 at one point COVID positive illegal migrants. And why does it matter? Because when they go to McAllen, when they go to McAllen, <laughs> when they go to McAllen, they go to a bus station. They go to a bus station. And then from there, they go anywhere. Anywhere. So presumably, someone on that bus is going to Florida. I mean, it, it, again, we want to talk about statistics. We have so many people at the border. We know that a huge chunk of them are COVID positive. 
And if they're getting on the bus, chances are everyone else on that bus is going to be COVID positive by the end. This fact check says the data doesn't show that, that, that migrants are bringing COVID-19 across the southern border. It absolutely does. It absolutely freaking does. I mean, right here. Um, as a trustworthy extra. Um, go to my screen. COVID-19 positive migrants get emergency shelter in Hidalgo County. McAllen leaders plead for federal help. They've literally opened COVID positive shelters. So the idea that, that illegal aliens aren't bringing COVID across the border, not true because there are specifically COVID positive shelters. The question is, are you getting all of them? Obviously not. Obviously not. We've had the, the head of Homeland Security and Border Patrol even admit that they are releasing COVID-positive illegal aliens. The White House press secretary, that's circle back girl, Jen Psaki, has admitted that COVID-positive illegal aliens are getting through. The data shows it. The hospital data shows it. And we know from testing that they did at bus stations that COVID-positive illegal aliens are absolutely not only getting to the United States, but moving into the interior. So when you have this Daniel Funk saying that, no, they couldn't have possibly reached Florida, that's just not true. Saying you don't, it's one thing to say we don't know how many reach Florida. That's fine, right? Saying you don't know how many reach Florida, that's fine. But saying that, nope, not true. Data doesn't show that. That's just horse crap. It's just not real. I mean, this isn't a fact check. This is a political opinion. Let's keep going a few more. Um, coronavirus variants didn't come from migrants at the Mexico border. Do you know that? I mean, they say that the Moo, the Moo, Moo variant is uh, apparently local. But we know Lambda was in South America. So as soon as the Lambda variant reaches us, chances are it will come across the southern border. If the Lambda variant originates in South America and other variants originate in South America, and all of a sudden they show up in McAllen, Texas, it is reasonable to conclude that the variants are crossing the southern border. But according to Daniel Funk, not so much. <clears throat> not so much. <laughs> say oh no it's it's not it's not happening it's not happening nothing to see here i work for usa today therefore i am i'm a prestigious fact checker let's keep going uh yeah that one's not true he didn't get arrested uh more arizona look at this one i, I love they got paid for this ice cubes are safe to give to dogs wow i, mean, I could have told you that my son could have told you that he's three years old he gives my dogs ice cubes all the time Thank you, Funk, for that hard-hitting journalism. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Biden's LGBTQ stance basically trying to wipe away his previous comments. Um, vaccines offer safe and consistent protection. I, I mean, there's plenty of people who <laughs> disagree with that. Fauci didn't lie about hydroxychloroquine. We've covered that on the show. He actually did. Um, do, do, do. Let's see. I, we might run out of ones on this because he hasn't been at USA Today for so long. Um, COVID vaccinated don't shed viral particles, infect others. That actually has been completely disproven. I mean, the fact that they are now, the CDC is now recommending that COVID people uh, that vaccinated continue to wear masks in certain situations. This has been disproven. It's still up there, right? The people who said this at the beginning, the people who said this at the beginning say, hey, you, this, you're still going to be able to get COVID-19 and spread it. They were now hit with strikes where their reach was reduced. Some of them probably went out of business because of this. But no, Daniel Funk gets to post it without consequence. This one is just so obviously not completely true. People do die from COVID-19 vaccines. They do. Everyone, it, it does, no matter what, no matter what. They, you look at anything. We've talked about this on the show. People are allergic to water. It's real. There are, are rare conditions where if people submerge their skin in water, for too long, they break out in hives. Everyone, there's someone out there allergic to everything. There's someone out there that if they drink milk, they'll die. If they drink too much water, they'll die. It, it, anything can kill someone in the right amount. So the idea that the vaccines don't cause death, that's just factually inaccurate. We know that they have caused death. We know that. Now, me and Joe disagree on how many deaths there are. I mean, Joe disagree on whether it is truly as widespread as some people claim, but we know for a fact that vaccines do kill people sometimes. 
I mean, I myself, vaccine injured. I had a horrible, horrible reaction to a tetanus shot when I was in college. So I don't have a tetanus shot. I didn't get my booster. If I step on a nail, I just got to go to the hospital. So it's absolutely true. The government wouldn't track it if it wasn't true. But here, Daniel Funk says that it's not true. COVID vaccines don't kill anyone. Thank you, Daniel Funk. And then this one, this is where he got his start at, <laughs> at USA Today, fact-checking the claims that Joe Biden didn't have a lot of people watching his State of the Union. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. He had lots of people. Lots of people watched it. So I wanted to go through this just to show you. I mean, we used to do this a lot with lead stories, just to show you how ridiculous the fact-check industry is. I'm going to take down my screen. Show you just how ridiculous ridiculous the fact check industry is it's not there aren't really fact checks anymore and again take down my screen um there aren't really real fact checks anymore i mean if if you find someone who says gravity doesn't exist you can do the whole newton bit take the apple drop it it falls to the ground proven i mean people say that the earth is flat you can actually fact check that you can go buy a weather balloon strap a gopro to it and send it all the way into the upper atmosphere. And you can see the curvature of the earth on your phone. So you can fact check flat earthers, but these aren't fact checks. And again, please do take down my screen. Um, these aren't fact checks. These are opinion articles with a bunch of citations. And as we just showed, just by clicking on one citation, it's bogus. So, we have to keep fighting against these people, the Daniel Funks of the world. We gotta keep fighting against them because what little power they have, and obviously this person, if you saw him walking past you on the street, you wouldn't even recognize him. But here he is working at USA Today. We didn't even get going to the PolitiFact ones. His PolitiFact ones are equally as disgusting. Go ahead, search Daniel Funk on PolitiFact and check out the fact checks he did when he worked over there. Now, you wouldn't recognize the people walking on the street, just like you wouldn't recognize your health commissioner walking on the street. But over the past two years, they have seized a disproportionate amount of power over you. The Daniel Funks of the world claim that they have the authority to stop you from speaking. Remember, it's not Facebook. It's not Twitter. It's not, any, it's not Google or any of the other social media sites that are restricting you. They have basically outsourced it to Daniel Funks, the Daniel Funks of the world. Say, so, okay, well, we don't know what's true or not true, so we're going to let Funk decide. Really? He is literally has power to shut down entire businesses, conservative organizations, conservative nonprofits, and they've done it. They've spent two years done it, doing it, and when, and when they succeed, they all gather, they have a nice little cocktail party, and they celebrate. Because it's not about truth. It's not about let's make sure that the truth is out there. It's about their truth. And that's why I hate, I hate the phrase. Oh, I'm speaking my truth. It's not your truth. It might be your experience. And your experience is valuable, right? Everyone's experience is valuable. But there's no such thing as my truth, as, you, as your truth. There is truth and there is false. That's it. So when you see this guy saying that, that the vaccinated can't spread the virus, that's false. When you see this guy saying that the COVID vaccine doesn't kill anyone, that's false, right? <laughs> When you see him say that dogs can eat ice cubes, it's not false, but a little strange that that's what he did that day. So you always have to look at, you always have to look out for this. You always have to click on the links, follow the actual evidence, and always look at fact checks with a grain of salt. Always. And when, and when they're bogus like this, you laugh at them. You laugh at them and you, and you call them out. Because I, I wish more people did this going after, not going after, but highlighting the ridiculousness of these fact checks because we've let them have too much power. And unless we seize that power back, we're all screwed. We are all screwed. Well, before we end, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't already, check out the MyPillow store. And if you use our promo code CD21, you're going to get up to 66% off. That's, that's huge, 66% off. There is not a better promo code available right now. So the sheets are 50% off. There's massive discounts on the pillows. There isn't a single product on that store that isn't fabulous, which is why it, it's so heartbreaking that they are going after Michael Lindell like this. They're trying to shut him down. They're trying to shut down his business, put all those people out of work. 
and they make a good quality product that isn't imported from China. So it shows you just what team these, these fact checkers are playing on. They don't want to protect American industry. They don't want to protect American jobs. They're just partisans. So head over to MyPillow, use the link in our description, and use promo code CD21, and you'll get the best discount that they have available. Buy your Christmas presents. Shop a little early. Just no one get me socks. I don't want socks <laughs> or slippers. I have enough of those. Yeah. Io in the DLive comment section says the dog beds. Yes, the dog beds are fabulous. They really are. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, do sign up for the audio version. It's very, very important. And if you have an Apple device, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I can't stress enough. Help us rise up in those rankings. We just passed George Stephanopoulos yesterday. We want to keep climbing higher and higher and higher. Now, there's lots of new podcasts out there, so it's not the same podcast leaderboards as it was last year. But I think we can still climb up towards the top. But we need your help to do it. So we need you to subscribe to the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts if you can. And even if you don't have an Apple device, if you have a Windows laptop, you can download iTunes. You can create an Apple ID, and you can leave us a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts page. You don't have to have an Apple device. All this time, I've been limiting it to people with Apple devices. Not true. Other devices, other operating systems can do it too. So if you haven't already, this is my call to everyone who has a Windows laptop or a Windows PC. Please do download iTunes. Even if you just want to delete it afterwards, download iTunes, set up your Apple ID, and give us a five-star review if you listen to the podcast. Help us climb up in those rankings and reach more people. We're also available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. We go live five days a week. 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you, you set your, your calendars. But if you are forgetful, like I am sometimes, you can join our text list. Text the word freedom to 89517. You'll get added to our text alerts and you'll get a text right before we go live. Not only to show you where to go, but also to give you that nice copy-paste link on how you can share it. So yes, do sign up for our email news and, and our email newsletter. Very important. We send out our fax bots every day. That is probably the best way that you can fight back in, in uh, concert with the show. So again, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Make sure you tune in 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking about Nicki Minaj and the California recall. So until then, remember, my name is Max McGuire. Remember that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>